Well, hello, my awesome friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're all having a fantastically blessed day today. Apparently, all across the country, starting to get some cold weather coming in from everybody that I've been talking to recently, including down here in Florida. We're going to be in the frigid 40s and 50s this weekend, which, hmm, you know, Christmas is next week. So how exciting is that? <laughs> I'm sure other places are starting to get snow and freezing rain. But other than that, it's December and we're blessed. And thank you again for staying strong and thank you for supporting Health Masters and continuing to support the show and our website and our company and continuing to get the truth out there. Be sure to check out the product of the week. I told you guys yesterday, you voted at one cortisol buster on sale for 10% off right now. Be sure to check that out. And also the vitamin C, the excellency formula on sale in its final days for the big 30% off sale we did for the winter immunity sale. Be sure to check that at healthmasters.com. And one of the first things I wanted to get into this morning is I've been reading more and more about what's been happening with you know the issue with uh, Twitter and the stuff that's going on behind the scenes, but it's way even deeper than that from even what Elon Musk has tried to, I guess, show. Dr. Shiva Adhari, I'm sure I didn't say that quite right, A-Y-Y-A-D-U-R-A-I, he has uncovered more information that's been released now through the uh, American First Legal Defense, which apparently what's happened is now they've released documents subpoenaed this week from the government that exposed evidence of blatant collusion between the CDC and social media companies to censor free speech. Now, it wasn't just what we thought about with Elon Musk and them having a contact and them saying delete this, delete that, the stuff that happened with the Hunter Biden files and the laptop story. The AFL, American First Legal, is showing in these documents, like 600 pages, you can go through it, I'll post it on the website, that they discovered what was called, and I quote, a partner support portal for government officials, Democrats, and other stakeholders to censor and eliminate any unapproved content speech. They did this also primarily during the COVID pandemic, as we assumed that they were doing. They released a fourth set, the American First Legal released a fourth set of shocking documents this week obtained from litigation against the CDC, revealing further concrete evidence of collusion between the CDC and social media companies to censor free speech and silent the public square under the government's label of disinformation. This nearly 600-page release of documents contains new appalling information. Among these include the fact that Twitter ran a partner support portal for government employees and other stakeholders to submit posts that would remove or flag as misinformation on its platform. Documents obtained by the AFL show Twitter enrolled government employees through their personal Twitter accounts into this portal. Facebook has copied this approach as well. This production reveals that the U.S. government was actively working to socially inoculate and brainwash the public against anything that threatened its narrative. It did so by using aligned big tech corporations to monitor and manipulate users for the purpose of censoring unapproved information and pushing government propaganda. The documents reveal the CDC was collaborating with the UNICEF the WHO, and the IFCN members, and leading civil social society organization, Mafindo. Mafindo is Facebook's third-party fact-checking partner based in Indonesia that's funded by Google. And you recall, if anybody was on social media during COVID, you remember how pretty much any time, and I personally saw this, I did this, I witnessed it, I was involved with it, with a lot of stuff that was going on, ST Bro account and other stuff. Anytime you posted anything, 
during COVID about questioning what was going on with the narrative, questioning lockdowns, questioning the newly obtained and newly manufactured RNA gene therapy vaccine that they called was a vaccine, anything that talked about how vitamin C, D3, or ivermectin or any option, it literally would shut down your post. I mean, they, they would pull it down that fast. I've watched it happen dozens of times to numerous people that I knew. And then if they didn't pull it down, they'd put this big old post at the bottom of it. This has been determined by fact checkers is misinformation. To learn more about real CDC or more COVID-19 facts, visit the CDC link here. And they, they take up like, you know, probably a 16th of your post with this big, big block link at the bottom of it. And you click it and it takes you directly to the CDC page and tells you how everything is being done exactly the way it's supposed to be done. And you need to halter in place and shelter in place and wear a mask and get your shot if you want to be safe. Here's the thing. You don't have to go through this level of propaganda and social indoctrination if what you're telling people is factually accurate. Newsflash, the only reason you have to go through this much work to actually start building things like these partner support portals so you have government agencies literally able to go into the back door of your Twitter and Facebook platforms and literally block off, completely shut off posts that are being done by saying no. This is fake news. We deem it misinformation. We're fact checkers. We're third-party independent fact checkers. We shut it all down. This is pure, tyrannical propaganda and meddling in true free speech at its finest example. I'll put this link on the website, and you know it's interesting too. Somebody sent me an email from a Twitter post from the UNICEF, which is the United Nations International Children's Emergency Fund, and it was a very disturbing video. I'm not going to lie. It says UNICEF for every child, and it's about a two-minute long video, and it's two girls, presumably from Africa. Africa from their voices, from their accents, and they're talking about how everything was going crazy and everybody was dying and all of their friends and all their family and all their teachers suddenly were saved because they were able to get the vaccine and the vaccine literally saved the world, literally, that's what they're saying, saved the world, but yet Africa's not getting its promise kept and they're not getting the vaccines that they were promised and now we're seeing cycle after cycle after COVID cycles in Africa and everybody's dying again and schools are being shut down. It's literally what these two girls are saying in this video. I'll put it on the website. You guys can watch it. It was published by the UNICEF just this week. And what's crazy when you watch it, it's so disturbing because, I mean, if you know anything about Africa, Africa's got like – a 5% inoculation rate with the COVID RNA gene therapy shot. I think like 5% of the population's got it. And on top of that, Africa has had like one of the lowest death rates of COVID in the entire world. So how does that work? How do you have a country that has one of the lowest death rates and has one of the lowest shot rates? And nobody in Africa is asking for the COVID shot at all from what I've researched, from contacts that I've talked to. They don't want it actually. There's piles of vaccines all over the world that they can't get rid of right now. I mean, you hear this in every country. They're running out. They're expiring. They have to dispose of them. Nobody's wanting to get the shot because everybody's realizing what it's doing. But yet you have the UNICEF is going out of their way to push hardcore child propaganda on the entire country, in the entire world, to try to make people think 
that they need to get the shot and that everybody wants the shot over there. This is the last phase they have. This is the last option they have to try to get this shot out to as many people as they can until they close down this phase one. And then phase two is going to be whatever the next phase they're coming up with, whether they're going to start trying to work with the lockdowns again or they're going to try to implement passports again or they're working on this 2025 scenario that I talked about earlier this week. I don't know. But when I saw this video, and you guys can watch it, it's it, the level of propaganda is nauseating. It's hard to even get through the video of how hard they're trying to peddle this COVID BS lie again because, like I said before, if you really had something that somebody – wanted, if you had something that was legitimate, that it was truthful, that it was honest, that it was effective, that it was safe, why in the world do you have to allow the government to go into every portal of social media platforms so they can delete and censor anything that somebody talks about that the mainstream media doesn't bring up? And the answer is because it's all 100% lies they're telling us right now. Everybody I've talked to, everybody I worked with, every natural doctor I know that worked with vitamin C and D3 and zinc and ivermectin had almost 100% success rate in people recovering from you know an upper respiratory infection, which is what it was. However, the same can't be said for people that are dropping dead all over the world now after they're getting the shot. So again, remember what they're saying and why they're saying it, but also understand too it is our job to defend the truth and also to defend what's actually happening and defend those that may not know what's happening, including our young children right now. We have to protect them at any and all cost. What do you think, Dev? You're 100% right. Uh, you know, Tom Cruise did a movie a few years ago. It's called War of the Worlds. Good movie, very intense, not for young kids. And at the end, you know, we all know how the H.G. Well novel die, you know, ends because all the Martians end up dying, the aliens, whatever you want to call them. And they were basically being exposed to all the biological agents on our planet that we basically have immune systems for that prevent us from becoming deathly ill. And this is the same thing that's happened to the people on the planet who've had COVID now. We've adapted to the doggone, you know, COVID virus that they released on us, the bioweapon, and our body's immune systems now have naturally produced antibodies against it. And so the COVID itself, if you've had it, is no longer nearly as effective because I've had it a couple of times. I'm sure they're releasing different variants. And the last time was pretty much non, a non-event. Uh, in fact, all three times that I've had this mess, I've never, ever missed a show, ever, not once. And it's just, it's just our body's immune systems are that advanced to what God has given us and how they work. And then, of course, we have the blood of Christ on top of that for Christians that continually renew our DNA. So the whole thing about it is, is they have to push the vaccine narrative now. The World Health Organization dumped a whole bunch of AIDS-contaminated blood into Africa back in the 80s. They tried to reduce the population of Africa by giving everybody AIDS. I kid you not, guys. I was there back about 20 years ago, and I'll never forget. We were in Kenya, and we were having you know, a car drive us around showing us the sites in Kenya and as far as in Nairobi, and there really wasn't very nice sites. To be honest with you, it's a pretty awful place to go. But as far as the people there, they're extremely nice. And I remember there were all these children in the medians, and they had campfires going. I mean, thousands of them in the medians of the highways. And I asked the tour guide who was with us, his name was Richard, I said, what the heck, why are all these kids out of the middle of the highway? He goes, well, pretty much everybody here has AIDS. Pretty much all, like over like 99%, you know, you know, in Nairobi had AIDS. And he said, but we've adapted to it, and we're not really dying from it, except we die younger than we're supposed to. The problem is we have these children now, and the children have no parents because the parents are dead. 
See, this was a problem they ran into with the AIDS epidemic they had in Africa back in the 80s. They were trying to reduce the population. I personally believe, and I believe the research shows it, that it was introduced into the blood supply to infect the population of Africa to reduce the population. This is all part of the eugenics protocol that was promoted and pushed by Margaret Sanger. And we need to understand who these people are and how they really like to kill everybody. I mean, they don't care what color you are. They really, for some reason, hate blacks, which is ridiculous. We're all creating God's image. But they want to destroy everybody as quickly as they possibly can to reduce the population. This all started 150 years ago with eugenics, with Darwin, all the rest of this stuff. That's all part of the Kabbalah stuff. They really believe, the Kabbalists believe, that they create human beings by their prayers. You know, when they have sex with their god, Einstein, and they talk to their archangels, I mean, I've done whole shows on us. I'm not going to go there today. These people are really weirdos. They're really, really, really weirdos. In fact, it was was interesting to me. I remember when I was in the hotel over in, um, oh gosh, it was in Italy. It was in Rome years ago. And I remember uh, we were staying in the same area that, you know, Katy Perry had stayed in and, you know, Madonna had stayed in. Last time they'd been in Rome. And and we started talking to the room people. They said that Katy Perry and Madonna come in and have full-blown cleaning DNA services come in to make sure all the hair is gone, all the fingernails are gone, and they come in and bleach everything and sterilize everything to make sure none of the DNA is left. They bring their own pillowcases, their own pillows, their own their own laundry, and they haul it all off. And it's some weird stuff these guys are involved in because they really believe that if you have a person's DNA, this is back to that witchcraft stuff and the whole thing with the voodoo, that you can actually put curses on people and do things to them if you've got samples of their DNA because of the energy field created by that DNA, the frequency of that. So these people are in some sick stuff. They really, really are. And so, you know, Austin's absolutely right about this with Africa now. They're coming in now, and they're doing it again. Africa has one of the lowest incidents of death from COVID because they decided they didn't want to get vaccinated. It's pretty smart over there. And now they're turning right around and trying to force it into the children, which, again, will do what? Myocarditis, pericarditis. These young kids are going to die at a very young age, which, again, directly affect the population of that continent for the next 20 to 30 years. That's the goal here, guys. Remember, these guys don't work on a five-year, 10-year, 20-year goal. They have 100-year goals, and they want to reduce the population of the planet down to 500 million, which is their stated achievement or their stated goal with the Georgia Guidestones that were blown up. So just think through what they're doing and why they're doing it. But I want to read, I want to read you some scripture real quick. This, this is good. This is out of Ephesians. Chapter starting on Ephesians 2, starting on chapter 8, verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith and not by yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, lest anyone should boast. And I'll continue with this. But now in Jesus Christ, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. How many times have I talked to you guys about the blood of Christ? For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. He goes on to say, For through him we both have access by the Spirit to the Father. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God. It goes on to say in verse chapter 30, verse 16, um, that that he would grant you, according to his riches of glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to understand and comprehend with all the saints what is the depth and the width and the length and the height of the love that God has for you, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in the church by Jesus Christ for all the generations forever and ever. Amen. Guys, listen to me. You've got hope in Christ. You've got hope in Jesus. And it's through Christ 
all things are possible, because we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. Always remember that. And that's why I try to bring you something positive every single day, because we can bring you the news like everybody else does. Like, oh, gosh, this is awful. That's why we intentionally don't put super negative stuff that we can't bet or we don't think is necessary on our website and post it. We're not going to do that. Because remember, when you start talking about certain things, especially when you're praying, oh, be very careful how you pray, guys. Be very careful on all the words that you speak, because you're creating scalar energy with changes of fabric of space-time. Remember that I've, told, I've done entire shows on this before. Be very, very careful with that. Always make sure you can end every prayer because that's the way I want it to be. Don't talk about how you're being rescued from death and persecution and famine. Don't say that. Say, Father, I thank you that I'm being blessed and I'm being taken care of by the blood of Jesus and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, because that's the way I want it to be. Speak the positive when you pray. Really, really, really important. By the way, this is an interesting thing, and I've not heard it put quite this way before. And I kind of wanted to bring this up because it's something that – you know, there's, there's a researcher, his name's Wilner, and he said there's been a 4,800% increase in U.S. deaths, a 2,876% increase in hospitalizations, and a 2,050% increase in permanent disabilities, and a 2,100 increase in life-threatening events since the rollout of COVID vaccines. And that's exactly what Austin's talking about, about bringing down the mortality. Sterling, another researcher, also said that the best test statistics show that you're going to have 145% higher mortality, which ends up being some 600,000 excess deaths per year from this higher induced vaccination. And so, and then, and then he says something else. He says, you're putting something in your body that creates a cardiotoxin. I've never heard that before, a cardiotoxin, because of the spike proteins and what they do to the inflammation of the heart. This is Dr. Millihan, who's a pediatric cardiologist. He says, studies show the spike protein COVID-19 caused the body to produce is cardiac toxic and causes the heart to be inflamed. Guys, it's almost like everybody who's had the vaccine has some type of heart issue already. They may not be diagnosed yet, but they need to realize it's there, and it's probably going to be very real. So they have to take, I would suggest, you know, the coenzyme Q10, the vitamin C, the D3K2, and, you know, and all the other things that are good for the heart. You can look it up on the healthmasters.com website. It's, it's so important, guys, you keep your heart in as good a shape as you possibly can and realize that they're doing all of this stuff to you on purpose. Now, another article came out today. And it was an interview that was done in Russia with this arms dealer that had basically been released, you know, for, you know, a basketball player. Let me read you this. International arms dealer, former Soviet Army Lieutenant Colonel Victor Bout, who was sentenced to 25 years in a U.S. prison in the U.S., has returned to Russia over a prisoner swap involving a basketball player, Brittany Griner. When asked, he told his interviewer that he does not hate America, and he said that the Russians and the Americans have much in common, that we would naturally be friends if it weren't for the what? The elites and their propaganda. I would say that would be the Kabbalist Luciferians. He added wistfully of America. They're losing their Christian values. They're losing their families. They're losing literally their country. It is not anymore the same country we knew. America used to be the model for the entire world and lead you by an example. Like they say, you know, a sparkling town on a hill. You know, now we're all losing all that. Now, we've talked about all of this stuff here. He's saying that there's no animosity between Russians and Americans. Austin was with me years ago with Sharon. We were in Russia. We'd taken a cruise, and we went into St. Petersburg. Now, the only person we found there that was kind of skiffy was the guy who was basically at the port examining our passports. He was, he was a hardcore Russian, you know, as far as communists, as far as, you know, checking our passports, you know, and he was a little bit sketchy. He was. But we got inside of St. Petersburg, and we started talking to the local people. They were incredibly nice. 
We even went to the military artillery museum there, which like the Americans are supposed to go there because it was a special thing that you know our guy told us about. We wanted to go. And they were even really nice there, showing us their armament, their best missiles and their weapons and all the stuff that was, was there. It was really kind of cool walking around. It also was with me. Again, I, I repeat that. And it was fun because we started to realize that the Russian people were really nice. And then we got on the cruise ship and went by the Kazakhstan naval base. And I couldn't believe this. These ships, there were literally hundreds of ships at their moorings that were rusted hulk. Many of them had sunk at their moorings and were in the water, like halfway submerged. And Russia was completely and totally broke. Because this is after the fall of the Soviet Union. Because communism can never support itself because people don't want to work and give their money to somebody else who doesn't want to work. Sooner or later, that entire process completely collapses. Unless you've got a worker class of people that are only there to work and basically supply the needs of the higher elite. And, of course, this is why they're trying to do the pods now and put human beings in the pods and start to raise them so they have a worker bee class. This all goes right back to the Roswell 1947 crash and what happened with Genesis chapter 6 and all the rest of the Bible warns us about how Jesus said it would be like that again in the end times. Guys, listen to me. You know, you were bought at a price through the blood of the Lamb. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus all the days of your life, and it will go well with you. It will go well with your family. Just keep your faith and realize that sometimes things happen. But you don't have to let those things affect you as far as your personality or as far as your attitude, as far as your faith. Allow them to strengthen you because God's still in charge and prayer still changes things. And we have to understand that. Now, you know, another thing that Rob Pugh came out, and Rob's a good friend of mine. He basically came out and he basically told me that uh, he has a really uh, a good article here. And it, and, it, and it basically deals with the destruction of the United States. And, you know, and the thing about it is that, you know, we have to understand that, you know, the United States is being destroyed internally from the Frankfurt School and from group think tanks. And if we understand all this stuff, then we'll begin to realize what's happened in the United States and why it's happening that way. And, and, and Rob put out his article. He goes, after reading my daily news feeds, I often find myself shaking my head and simply saying, unbelievable. Yet the stories I'm about to share with you in no particular order are absolutely true, believe it or not. First up, the Daily Signal reported that this, imagine that a progressive American city creates a financial incentive for residents to transition from man to woman, or from woman to man, that's exactly what San Francisco has done with a program called Guaranteed Income for Transgender People. This gift program will provide monthly incentive up to $1,200 for people who choose to transition from the biological gender. Here's the problem. The rent in San Francisco is three, 4000 a month for a little bitty place. How's $1,200 going to help? You can't even work in the lane of bed and they're unbelievably ill from these crazy, debilitating, just butchering surgeries they have. I mean, unreal. As usual, young people are especially targeted for this program. As in the Daily Signal pointed out, gender transitioning is now, for many minors, is a trend. I can't, I'm not talking about this stuff. I'm sure you'll all remember the Affordable Care Act, you know, Obamacare, which made the health insurance prohibitively expensive for everyone, except for the people who were getting free health care. This is what the communists do. They call something the exact opposite of what it really is, and doing so just sounds so much better. Now they're at it again. And in Congress, they're pushing the so-called Respect for Marriage Act, which doesn't defend marriage at all. It simply redefines and officially makes sodomite marriage the law of the land. Before this happens, and like so many other things, we're simply blindly accepting it by our American culture disintegrates, exactly like the Russians said, basically, who was traded for the basketball player. Let me remind you what marriage actually is and has always been since the beginning of time. Webster's 1828 dictionary defines marriage as the act of uniting a man and woman for life, wedlock, the legal union of a man and a woman for life. But now we're having basically men and men, women and women getting married and it becomes the law of the land. 
And it goes on. But Disney isn't just corrupting our kids with lies and sodomy. They've long been offering soft core adult entertainment as well. And now they're openly promoting Satan in a new series called Santa Claus is on the Disney Channel, which we covered a few weeks ago. The show includes a scene of children holding up letters which spell out the phrase, we love you, Satan. And on and on and on. So I'm going to post this article from Rob, but I want you guys to read it because it really makes a huge difference as far as our ability to talk to people and send them articles like this if they were willing to read them and listen. Guys, the vast majority of the people in the United States, they, they don't want to hear any more of this stuff. They really don't. You know, I mean, I'm... When, when I go into public, I, I don't really pay any attention to gay people. I really ignore them. I, they don't really register on my radar. But in some cases, they're so prevalent and so extreme that you kind of pick them up and you notice them. And, you know, and it, it gets to the point where they're actually trying to be flagrant with how homosexual they are. They're flamers, we call them. And they, they basically come just absolutely in your face. We're going to argue with you. We'll get in a fight with you if you say that what we're doing is wrong. You see this in big cities like New York or Chicago, especially New York City and Key West, Florida. And, and, and and now, Dave Dobbermeyer, who's a good friend of mine, he goes, I am homo-nauseous. <laughs> and he goes, warning, this commentary is not politically correct. Read it at your own risk. He goes, I'm sick of it. I really am. Am I the only one? I'm not homophobic. I'm not homo-hateful. I'm not homo I'm homo-nauseous. I really could care less what a man desires to do with his appendage. I don't hate anyone, but I hate what some people do. But I'm sick of hearing about it. I'm sick of talking about it. I'm sick of being force-fed to me on TV. In my life, I have never seen such deviancy so openly celebrated. They are deviant, you know, no matter how many names they will try to call me, no matter how many sensitivity classes they try to send me to, no matter how much tolerance they try to cram down my throat, the fact remains homosexuals' acts are deviant. Homosexual behavior is deviant. Everybody knows that. So in order to make themselves as normal, the homosexual movement is doing everything they can to change the normal social standards. It's not the homosexual movement. I will say that to Dave, and I love him. He's a good friend, but I'm going to disagree with him on this. There is a homosexual movement that's not being done by homosexuals. It's being done by the Kabbalist Luciferians who feel as though the closest expression a human being could ever have is to be either homosexual or hermaphroditic, because that's what their snake in a tree called Einsoft is. And so the leading people who are controlling the group think tanks, controlling the banks, controlling State Street, Vanguard, and BlackRock, these are the ones that are doing this, and these are the ones that are promoting this. And once we understand that, we start to understand why you know, we have all these people out there pushing all of the things like pornography right now in London. This is crazy, guys. The use of pornography and people being addicted to porn, like 15 hours a day looking at porn, is up 250%. And it's destroying the nuclear family. It's destroying the relationships between men and women. All of this stuff is specifically designed to come in and destroy the fabric of our society. They can create massive chaos. And when massive chaos ensues, they can bring in the new world, new world order. Remember, that's your mantra. Out of chaos will come a new world order. If you understand that, you start to realize that all of the stuff that's being done around us is being done on purpose to try to destroy us internally and destroy the nuclear families. In fact, now we've got this big fight going on between DeSantis and Trump, and I told you guys that Trump was in trouble. Now, the insider poll says after DeSantis, DeSantis has surged in the 2024 polls, and, and now <laughs> DeSantis is leading Donald Trump by a whopping 23 points. Wow. Republican and Republican-leaning voters dealt with a significant blow to the former president's ego in a survey carried out by the USA Today and Suffolk University and released on Tuesday. Worse was to come from Trump on Wednesday with the recent Wall Street Journal survey, which gave DeSantis a 14-point lead, 52 to 38, in a hypothetical primary matchup, and a CNN poll that said 62% of the public wanted their party to nominate someone else besides Trump. In messages seen by The Guardian, one veteran Trump insider said, he is in trouble. 
there was good news for Trump for another poll covering the same time period for the USA survey by Morning Console would give him an 18-point lead over DeSantis. Furthermore, the polling website 35A shows Trump the lead in most polls. So what we're having here, again, is they're dividing the Republican Party. This is what they always do. They break us up into segments. They're breaking it up into DeSantis. They're breaking it up into Trump. And Trump basically... It's just a big mouth ruling. I've told you guys that for years. He put more CFR members into his administration than any other president in history that I could find. And so why in the world do we support him and continue to promote him when we know what he's going to do? Now, we know that DeSantis is an unknown. We got that. We don't know what he's going to do. We don't know what he's going to do when he gets to the White House. We know what he's done in Florida. It's absolutely wonderful. But then again, he turned right back around. He's given Reedy Creek their exemptions back again. But that was probably done through the judiciary. He probably didn't have much of a choice on that. But I don't want to make excuses for him either. I mean, at this point, I like Ron DeSantis. I told you guys that. But I don't know who he is, actually, and what he's going to do when he gets into the White House if he gets there. I played that game with these guys back in 2016, and I promoted Trump heavily because I did not want Hillary Clinton in the White House, especially after the Podesta files were released. They're talking about sacrificing chickens to Moloch in the backyard. I mean, some crazy stuff. And the, the bloodletting ceremonies, and all of a sudden, they were doing it with Abramovich and, you know, with the soul cooking and all the other weirdo stuff that came out about two weeks before the election, which massively pushed the direction towards Donald Trump was beat Hillary Clinton because they didn't have the time to go in, in my opinion, and reprogram all the algorithms and all the voting polls, but they made sure they didn't make that mistake again with Biden. So all of this stuff is so strange to all of us because we're sitting back going, what the heck can we do about it? Well, what we can do about it is pray. We've got to pray, and we've got to tell our friends about this. We have to let everybody know that we're basically being had by both the Republican and the Democratic Party, that both sides are being controlled, like Otto Kahn said over 100 years ago, by this Kabbalist Luciferian banking sect that owns the media through State Street, Vanguard, and BlackRock. And when you start to understand this, you start to realize who these guys are and what they, and what they believe. You start to understand that there's a real problem here in the United States, because, guys, if, if we don't figure out what to do as far as from a you know, Christian standpoint in the United States. If we can't get the pastors of the pulpit to basically wake back up or wake up if they've ever been, you know, awake and tell us the truth, uh, you know, we're going to have a problem. Even Russell Brand in a local live on the this guy's pretty neat about his heathens ago. Yet, and Kennedy actually promoted a post or something about him, said that, you know, you know, it's basically the BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard and the giant corporations that are controlling the United States, specifically calls them out by name. And this is, again, of course, they're run by the synagogue of Satan. And we understand all of that stuff. We start to understand how they've infiltrated every area of our lives, including our churches. And we, we need to understand that our churches, if they're not telling you the truth, if they're not telling you what you need to know, to that point, you kind of need to step away and you stop giving them money. And you, but you can tell your pastor this. Look, pastor, if you don't want to cover this, I understand. But I'm simply not going to give the church any money any longer. I'm not, I'm not going to tithe here. If you're not going to start talking about the real issues that are affecting all of us and the destruction of the nuclear family and what's happening with Christ, as far as the loss of Christ or the loss of talking about the blood of Jesus in the churches. And how many churches have taken the crosses out? You can't even find a cross anywhere in the church. They don't exist anymore. Why is that? Why would they do that? Well, because it's not positive. If you're doing a positive message, you can't talk about the cross. You can't. If you're doing a rah-rah hoopla, you don't want to talk about you know how Jesus died for us because that's negative to these people. You only want to talk about the happy, happy, happy things that we do. So we never have the power of Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of the blood in our lives because we don't understand it. That's a problem, guys. And so are they even talking about the real Jesus? Is this a false Jesus they're talking about? They're not talking about Christ crucified. Who are they talking about? So this is the thing that we have to understand. 
that we have to always make sure that we stay with the Word of God, because it is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and we can do all things through Christ. But gosh, guys, we've got to talk about Jesus and what He did if we're going to have that power that's going to fill us through the infilling of the Holy Spirit, through the blood of the Lamb. We've got to talk about it. We can't pretend like everything's happy, 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 happy. The world is in a mess, and Christians have to figure out that if they coalesce together and have a massive revival, we can bring this country back to where it needs to be. But guys, it has to happen pretty doggone quick. What do you think, Austin? Well, it has to be collective, and people have to actually start working together. There's numerous different groups that you know you talk to, and I've been around, and I've talked to, and a lot of people are on the same page. And then suddenly, one topic will come up that is you know mildly divisive or you know conflicting, and suddenly everybody just throws the ball up in the air and goes, "Oh my gosh, this is, we're we've had enough. We're we're done." And we're not going to be involved in this. And it's happened a lot. I've watched this in multiple movements that have happened. Because a lot of times when it comes down to it, I'm just going to say this, a lot of stuff comes down to how much money can we generate off this movement? What happens? I've watched it happen. How can we generate as much cash flow as physically possible? Not how can we make the biggest impact? How can we change the most amount of people's lives positively? How can we promote Christ as much as possible? It comes down to, well, how much is who getting paid and who's getting paid this and who's getting paid that and who's getting paid this? And the problem is then as soon as that happens, you start having all the little banker boys, their greedy little faces come in. They want to start putting their face in everything and start trying to, oh, we're going to fund this, but we need this back. And then as soon as that happens, they dissolve the entire movement. Watch it happen repeatedly, and it gets unbelievably corrupt. And this is why it's so important to keep stuff as best you can, grassroots and local, and continue to expand and do stuff with groups of people that are passionate. They may not fully be all on the same page or 100% agreement of everything you say, but you know, I've like Dad said it before, you know, I've met numerous people that were homosexuals, and they were adamant American patriots about a lot of stuff. And it was kind of an anomaly to me because at first I didn't really understand it. And then I started realizing, well, you know, maybe it's not all of these guys that are pushing this perversion movement. I remember I talked to a guy who was probably a year, year and a half ago, and he didn't seem gay at all. And come to find out, he was gay. And I ended up talking to him about it, and he told me about some stuff that had happened to him when he was younger and some other things. And I was like, well, that's rough. And he flat out told me, he goes, this this movement you see right now, this pedophilia movement, this push to try to transgender the entire country and make this normal, he goes, this isn't us. <laughs> he goes, we don't want anything to do with this perversion. He goes, this is complete and total weirdos trying to act like it's cool. He's like, quite frankly, he goes, a lot of us are diametrically opposed to people being involved with this with kids because a lot of us have had problems when we were kids. And I thought to myself, wow, now I don't know what happened to him. I haven't seen him in a long time, but I thought to myself, well, that's a different take on it, isn't it? And it kind of changed my idea on it. Was, okay, well, it's not something that I agree with. I flat out told him, I don't agree with that lifestyle. I said, but quite frankly, it's not my place to tell you what you can and can't do inside your own home. It's not my place. The, the place where it comes in is when we start having grown men that are dressing up in bondage gear and dressing up in dresses and running around the White House telling us how we need to handle things like this one moron, this complete and total weirdo runs around in a dress everywhere in the White House, now has been arrested on multiple felony charges for stealing luggage repeatedly from airports. I mean, what kind of person do you put into a position of power that's such a complete and total weirdo they're running around doing TikToks and dresses. That's the first thing that should really question everything. I mean, I mean that sincerely. I don't mean from a hateful standpoint. There's an article that 
Kurt Schlicker put up the other day. I'm not going to read all this from Town Hall because somebody gets a little graphic with some stuff he says, but he's right about a lot of it. And he goes, America, we can choose not to tolerate weirdos. And he goes, somehow we got to a point where we've expected to just nod positively when freaks and strangers, pedos and perverts show up. And one thing about this is he's exactly right. We've been told now that this is somehow the new normal. This is somehow what we need to do to make everything okay. When in reality, we were doing just fine five, six, seven years ago when we didn't have any of these people being blatantly promoted on mainstream media and in the administration and in the school systems and, and, and the list goes on. We we were just fine. (laughs) Nothing was going wrong as far as in this aspect of it. We don't have any problems. This whole lie about transgender lives and they're being killed and hated on a regular basis and hate crimes are being promulgated towards them. They're all dying. That's a complete and total lie if you look at statistics. Majority of them are due to suicide, and that's a horrible thing. But it's because in most cases these people have been sold a basket of lies when you start telling them, and you, you can see there's been numerous, numerous documentaries now about these p- people that thought this was the way to go. Dad brought it the other day with a formal Navy SEAL, and they kept being lied to. This is going to make you happy, and this is going to make you happy. You need to go on these hormones, and this is what's wrong. This is what's going on. You just need to do this. And a lot of times they do it, and they go through surgery, they go through hormones. All of a sudden, they're miserable. They go, this is a horrible mistake. i got to go back to the way I was. This is a lie. And the sad part of that is a lot of it is because they don't have Christ. And so they're trying to find something to fulfill that. So they start going down this road now, this massively promoted perversion. And in turn, it's all a lie from the pit of hell from Satan who comes to lie, steal, cheat, rob what he does. He's not telling you to go mutilate yourself and take hormone puberty blockers because he thinks it's going to be a great outcome for you. Satan already knows what the outcome is going to be from all this stuff. He already sees it. He laughs at it. He enjoys it. He enjoys people's demise and downfall. So you have to ask yourself a question when you start seeing this stuff being promoted. Who's promoting it? Why are they doing it? And what is their overall agenda? And the answer is with this, the like Dad said, these Kabbalists, these Luciferians pushing this agenda are trying to push this transgender ideology. They want to pervert the younger generation so they can completely confuse the next generation that comes up that's going to be voting, that's going to be in business, that's going to be in politics. They're going to be a bunch of loons, and it's going to be so normalized that people are going to say, well, I don't really know how to stop this because now you know somebody comes in dressed in – full drag queen gear and they want to get a job that suddenly if I don't hire them immediately because they have guaranteed federal rights that they get the top of the list of every required job opening because of this new federal bill they put forth in 2030, oh, then, you know, I don't know what's going to do. I'm going to get sued. That's what they're doing now with this respect to marriage bill. It should be called the disrespect to marriage bill. I told you guys in detail about it on Monday. The entire point of what they're doing with this, with the federal mandate of being able to basically mandate male, male, whatever, female, female in marriage from a federal standpoint now, is they're going to go after the churches. The entire reason of the disrespect of marriage bill that they put forward is to go after the churches because they know now the churches have the 501c3 corporation guarantee that they're tax exempt. Now you're literally going to have every single perverted weirdo that's pushing the real hardcore agenda. They're going to hit up every major church that's still predominantly Christ-based, and they're going to say, we're setting up a wedding here. We demand you marry us. We want to be married in full drag attire. And the pastor's going to say, 
dude, that's not okay. I can't compromise my church like that. Okay, sure you can't do it? Got it. All right, we'll be contacting our attorney, and we'll let you know when federal subpoena is going to be issued. And uh, basically, you're going to be getting sued in federal court for violating the new Disrespect of Marriage Act. That's 100% where this is going. I talked to a buddy about it again the other day, so that's where it's going. It's exactly, and then what's going to happen is they're going to either dissolve the 501c3 corporation or these people are going to be – these pastors are going to be personally liable for whatever damages have been occurred mentally to these transies that are coming in. That's where this is headed. That's why – do you think there's anything else going on right now that they would be putting in this disrespect of marriage bill? There's nothing else that we should be primarily focused on that we should be working on as a country besides doing this right now. Gay marriage, that's old news. I mean that's not an issue. The majority of these real compromised churches already do it. It's, I mean, it's like whatever. But the reason why they're doing it federally now to make sure that they can come in and mandate it is because they want to go in and dissolve all the hardcore churches that are still Christ-based and take that 501c3 corporation form and dissolve the church base. That's the only reason that you would legitimately put this bill through right now. And the sad part about it is now – a lot of the churches are going to be put in a precarious situation. Do you fight this? Do you compromise with this? Do you push back? Do you let the 501c3 corporation dissolve and now the people that donate and you know tithe to your church are not going to be tax exempt? I knew from the beginning once I figured out and learned and dad taught me about the 501c3 corporation, I knew from the very beginning it was doomed to be a giant muzzle on the church because the churches, <laughs> the bars and the pubs are where the Revolutionary War began. What it is, you can read history on it. It's what they talked about. They met at churches. The pastors talked about what's happening. You can see it in the movie The Patriot. They went to the bars. They went to the pubs. They went to the restaurants. They started talking to everybody and said, listen, we got to come together here. We got something really big happening, and we can't be sitting around doing nothing. We got to come together. And everybody started formally collecting. That's when they started building, you know, basically the Continental Militia. And so this is what happens when you have people that are able to speak freely and have open platforms. This is why they're doing everything they can to censor social media, and this is why it is so important to continue to promote and push and talk about things that are happening, including stuff that may not be very pleasant to talk about. I've told you guys before, there's numerous topics I've brought up before Sometimes there's a place for certain things. Sometimes there's a place for not certain things. But you also have to be careful because certain times you'll be around certain people and they try to bait you. They try to get you in a position where they know they're going to be able to get you in trouble or they know they're going to try to infiltrate you. That's why I've said it's very careful talking about your preps or any of your other supplies or support systems in place if you don't know people. The FBI informants are no joke. There's a lot of them out there, and they're getting more and more aggressive to try to come in and talk to people, to try to infiltrate people, try to compromise people so they can slowly remove the patriot population down. Like I told you before, like that day dad and I were on the plane. We were having a conversation. We did nothing, and all of a sudden this lady behind us started just ranting off about how DeSantis is doing this and how they are going to get on television and talk about all the lies and propaganda that was going on with the election fraud and her – basically in the Republicans' favor when we already know the hardcore leftists are the ones that have to steal the elections because they can't win it. Then all of a sudden, Dad made a comment, and she starts yelling, where's your AK-47 at? Where's your AK at? Where's your AK at? And all of a sudden, I'm looking around. I'm like – why are you saying this on a plane? Like, this is grossly inappropriate just to say that on a plane. Secondly, there are no guns on this plane that I have or Dad has. There's no firearms whatsoever on this plane, more than likely. But yet you start hollering this in the plane, talking about where the AK-47's at? Well, because she was baiting us. She was intentionally trying to get us in an 
altered conversation and try to all of a sudden then the stewardess walks up and she goes, what's going on? I'm asking where their AK-47s are at. And she goes, oh, well, let me get the air marshal. Somebody said AK-47 on a plane. All of a sudden the air marshal walks up to us and goes, uh, why are you guys carrying AK-47s on a plane? This is how it would have let out. I'm telling you right now, if we had played into it. Unbelievable. And all of a sudden we're going, we don't – you think about it. That's exactly what she was doing. And so this is why you have to be so cautious when you're out in public as well, when you start talking about stuff and seeing people play you. Now, if people are into a conversation, they want to have a direct conversation with you in a debate or an open platform, I'm 100% always about that. But I've learned a long time ago, a hardcore leftist communist, they really have no true rebuttal on most stuff. They have no true evidence of documenting document research. So the biggest thing they do is they just start screaming obscenities or screaming random words or just start yelling at the top of their lungs. You've seen it on videos before. Where some of these hardcore leftist ladies get confronted about something and they just start screaming or they'll start yelling rape and you're like, you're the one that confronted me about a topic. And they start screaming at the top of their lungs. People like that, there's no business having a conversation with them. I can tell you that right now. There is no positive outcome of trying to have a conversation, debate, or argument with them because they do not play by any normal rules of a debate or conversation. They just go to the highest volume, scream at the top of their lungs, start yelling obscenities until everybody in the area thinks you're the one who's actually trying to hurt them or do something to them because they're on the ground screaming. So be very aware of that right now because you're going to see those things start to become more and more evident as they push this unbelievably ridiculous propaganda on everybody between the vaccines, between this transgender ideology, between all the perversion they're pushing. They're trying to make it so nobody can talk about anything. That's why they're coming up with all these bogus stories about stuff like for example this one i'll bring up now this is titled from eric prater people who skip their covid vaccine are at higher risk of traffic accidents according to a new study i kid you not this is a new article that just came out if you passed on getting the listen to this if you passed on getting the covid vaccine you might be more likely to get into a car crash findings of a new study published this month in the american journal of medicine the american journal of medicine canadian researchers examined the encrypted government held records of more than 11 million adults 16 percent of whom had not received their covid vaccine they found that unvaccinated people were 72 percent more likely to be involved in severe traffic crashes than those who were vaccinated of course skipping your covid vaccine does not mean you're automatically going to get in a car crash instead they theorize that people who resist public health recommendations are much likelier to neglect basic road safety guidelines. The, listen to this. This is the part that really is going to get you. The findings are so significant enough that primary care doctors should start considering counseling unvaccinated patients on traffic safety and car insurance companies might base changes to insurance policies on the vaccination data the author suggests. I can't come up with any more left loony article to come up with, guys. And this was published in the American Journal of Medicine. This is how far they're reaching now to try to convince people to get an RNA gene therapy shot. If you don't get the shot, there's a higher chance you're going to get in a car wreck. I can't I, – I really I – don't, I don't know what to say about this. And there may be some aspect of truth to the fact of people that do not get the shot – are less likely to believe other things, but doesn't mean they're going to be in more innate to have a car accident, or they're going to be less likely to follow, you know, the the traffic laws on the road. 
It just means they're probably more critical thinkers and they're probably more aggressive and they're probably more awake and they probably are more defensive of a driver. The problem is now you got to deal with is all the ding-dongs that are on the road that are on Xanax and all these other medications and multiple, multiple SSRIs on top of getting the vaccine and them having a doggone blood clot or stroke in the middle of the road and running you off the road and getting into an accident. That's my biggest concern that I'd be worried about now more than anything else because there are numerous cases now that random people are just, just – having strokes, going to convulsions, passing out behind the wheels randomly. I mean, this is happening way more than it ever has before. But I thought that was interesting that how far they're reaching now that they're literally coming up with an article research from the American Journal of Medicine, people who skip their COVID vaccine are higher risk of traffic accidents. What do you think about that, Dad? <laughs> it's ludicrous. I remember, I remember several years ago, uh, we had a friend of ours who was like 90 years old and and she'd been passed out twice and ended up in the hospital twice and having all these health problems. And suddenly she wants to borrow one of our cars and drive back up to Leesburg. And uh, I remember I said, absolutely not. I said, we're not going to do that. I said, why are we going to take that type of liability exposure on that somebody's using our vehicle has already been passed out multiple times, hospitalized multiple times, and they she had to pass out again. This has nothing to do with vaccines, you know, in, except like you said, Austin, let's, 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 that vaccine is increasing the likelihood of a microclot or them to basically lose their concentration because, you know, they're having ischemic redistribution from a microclot or whatever. But the sad part about all of this stuff is when you decrease oxygen flow to the brain, you're going to have strokes. And we know that these things cause clots. We have the clots that we're having to pull out of people's blood vessels now that are basically dying from these types of conditions. So, again, it's what the left always does. They take the truth and they invert it. The truth is that people who've got the vaccines are having more, you know, accidents because they're stroking out and having issues behind the wheel. So they say it's the exact opposite so they can spin the narrative. This is what they always do. They always take what they're doing and they say the other person is doing it, causing these problems. And, you know, it's crazy. You see, you see them all, you know, with Hunter Biden's laptop just a couple of weeks ago when, when, when Musk started releasing all that Twitter footage on who was covering up, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and the White House just spins it out. Oh, this is old news. There's nothing to see here. We already know there's nothing to see here. It's all old news. And they just spin it again. And so that's what they always do. It's all about lying. It's about coming in and creating the narrative that you want to create and making the other person who's basically innocent guilty of your own crime. Communism has done this forever. You've got these problems in Russia because of communists. Well, it's because of the, uh, the royal family or, you know, the, 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 they, they did all of this. They all need to die now because the food supply has been cut off. Well, no, the communists started the revolution would cut off the food supply. So the whole thing is always inversion. And that's what the Bible says. Well, it'll be good, it'll be bad, it'll be bad, it'll be good in the end times because this group of people control the media. And we've got to realize that. It's important. By the way, a good article just came out of Florida State University. I've been saying this for years and years and years. They said, not so sweet. This is a food, this is a food news from Psychological News. And it says, not so sweet. The artificial sweetener aspartame has been linked directly to anxiety. Aspartame is used in a degree over 5,000 diet foods and beverages. Now, new research from Florida State University, my alma mater, three times I may have mentioned that, so I'll give them a plug, reports the artificial sweetener may be linked to a greater anxiety risk, and animal study concludes. Mice exposed to aspartame exhibit anxious behavior, notably the anxious effects of aspartame on tested rodents, and extended up to two generations for the original males exposed to the sweetener. Now we're talking about epigenetics now and how it continues from one generation to the next. What the study is showing is when you look back at the environmental factors, because we need to see this today, not only happening today, but it's happening two generations ago and even longer. This is from the neuroscience department of the biomedical sciences at the university. So finally, 
you know, Washington University with Dr. John Olney came out and started talking about this back in the early 80s, almost 30 years ago. And now other universities are starting to pick it up. And what they did on the original studies, if you, I wrote an article you need to read it in Health Masters. I'll post it again as a news feed, Aspartame, a Chronicle of Crime. And you need to realize what they did to get this product on the market, how unbelievably neurotoxic it is and what it does to the brain, how it causes massive depression, massive memory loss. It Swiss cheeses the brain, eats holes in the brain for the aspartic acid, and the methanol is a paint thinner to come out and be made not poisonous. So, guys, listen to me. There's a couple of things that I always tell people never, ever to put in your body. Several of them. Here, I'll give you the list real quick. Number one are high-fat luncheon meats. I include bacon, sausage, ham, pepperoni, hot dogs, all pork products, and anything with sodium nitrite in it. Don't use it. If you're going to use bacon, use turkey bacon without sodium nitrite and get it organic. That's okay, too. Just do it in moderation because of the fat content. Number two is aspartame. I also include in that category, you know, you know NutraSweet, aspartame, equal, and also the Splenda. The Splenda is a chlorocarbon that actually calcifies the kidneys, destroys kidney function. You're basically putting chlorine through your system. It wrecks the system. So Splenda and aspartame, the two artificial sweeteners, should never, ever be put in your bodies. Number three is one of the other things I always check for is soy products. I don't eat things with soy and or canola oil. And four, I stay away from shellfish. That includes lobster, shrimp, oyster, prawns, scallops, crabs, clams, that kind of stuff. Not only do you have shellfish toxicity and neurological shellfish poisoning, you also get a high amount of mercury and chemicals from these foods. And again, all of those types of foods are biblically forbidden foods. The Bible tells us in First John, if we love him, we'll obey his commandments and we'll do what pleases him. And it doesn't believe it doesn't please God at all to basically eat pork. Read the last two chapters of Isaiah, 65 and 66, and you'll get a real earful of how God really feels about the eating of pork and unclean meat. Remember, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He wants you to stay healthy. He also gives you the cliff notes, so to speak, the God notes in the Bible on how to stay healthy. And you got to listen to him, guys, on some of the, on these things that he talks about. Because in the Old Testament, there were four things. God's relationship to man, man's relationship to man, the dietary laws, and the sanitary laws. When God came and he sent us Jesus, we forever changed man's relationship to man and God's relationship to man. I mean, we've changed it forever. Man's relationship to man, God's relationship to man. Sanitary laws and the dietary laws did not get changed. you got to realize that. So we need to be obedient to what the Word of God says and the best of our ability to do it. Please him to stay healthy. I love you guys. I really, really appreciate you, too. And stay away from the artificial sweetness. It's really, really important. Always remember to keep Christ first in your life. I appreciate you guys. Also, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely. And, you know, one thing that's interesting, I told you guys yesterday I was going to bring it up because it's kind of a blueprint of where they're trying to go with this if people continue to comply with the nonsense in the United States is that the Oxford County Council, this is an Oxford County over in the United Kingdom, they have now put forward and passed now a new mandate that is going to be beginning as a trial. That's what they're calling it, a trial. It's called the Oxford County Pass, Oxford County City Passes Trial to begin in 2024 to help out with green being green now what it is is it's a climate lockdown is what it is they can try to spin it all they want ap tried to spin the article and approved a plan essentially to lock down residents into six different zones of oxford county if you look at oxford county it's almost like a pie shape so to speak similar to and they cut it into six different pies in each pie everything you have is going to be within about 15 minutes of you so restaurants doctors so forth and what they're saying is there's really no reason for you to ever go outside of your little 15-minute pie that you have in Oxford County. But but if you do, under the new scheme, residents who want to leave their zone will essentially have to get permission and approval from the council 
Under the new scheme, residents will be allowed to leave their zone a maximum of 100 days per year. But in order to gain this, every resident will have to register their car details with the council who will track the movements via smart cameras around the city. I kid you not. They're every part of the city and the major roads are all going to have mat, uh, gates on them. And you're going to have to basically have a pass that you use, and you can use it 100 times a year to go outside of that gate to go out and about if you want to go to another part of your 15-minute part of the county or out further around the UK. What's crazy about this is the residents that will be able – they will have to register their car by how many times they leave the district based on each vehicle. So what I mean is if you have two or three vehicles and you don't get 100 times per vehicle. It's 100 times total. So every time you leave your district, kind of like Hunger Games, it's going to monitor and track it down as one tick, one tick, one tick, one tick. So once you've reached that 100 times, I don't really know. Are they going to say you're not allowed to leave anymore for the rest of the year? But just 15-minute neighborhood ideas, what they're trying to do, is nothing short of the World Economic Forum's pipe dream of what they want to do the entire country. This is just on a very, very small scale to see how they can execute it and pretty much beta test it to see how effective it's going to be in 2024. This is the goal. This is what they want to do. The lockdowns, the 15 days to flatten the curve, the one month to get past the goalpost, the wear your mask for another month. It was all a complete and total lie to condition the populace into taking a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more until finally the populace had enough. The problem is can't allow anymore past what they already did to us remember what they did remember why we're here remember to stand up for what you believe have a blessed safe awesome night my friends be sure to check out the cortisol buster on sale right now for product of the week you guys have a completely blessed and safe awesome evening i'll talk to you again tomorrow as always